Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, my loves. Welcome, welcome to a deep conversation that I've been meaning to have for a while that I'm calling Ancient Souls Modern World. So I posted this on Instagram a while ago and did a little poll of what podcasts you guys would like to hear first. And this was like the biggest winner out of everything. At the end of the day, it was really between this and Saturn moving into Pisces. I am going to have that conversation shortly. We still have a little bit of time as it is February 8th as I'm recording this today. And, you know, that Pisces shift, Saturn into Pisces is happening in March. So that conversation is coming, you know, hold on for that one. We're going to talk about all the things I've gone down, the history on that one. I've gone down um, some really cool rabbit holes that we're going to dive into. But for today, the conversation is ancient souls, modern world. And really what this comes down to is this conversation is being provoked by the shift of Pluto moving into Aquarius, of our world becoming very, very Aquarian focused. And this common conversation right now, just about the Aquarian energy that we are feeling as a collective here. So I want to discuss some things, including the age of Aquarius. Are we in it? Are we not? the themes around Aquarius and that age being ushered in regardless of if we're in it or not yet. And, you know, transhumanism, we've been talking a lot about that through the podcast lately. If you haven't listened to the conversation on Pluto shifting into Aquarius, I had solo highly suggest and the wonderful conversation I had with Renata of Align with Renata. That was very recent. Um, I think that was last week's podcast. Go listen to it because there's a lot of nuance about us moving into Aquarian Plutonian energies over the next 20 years that I think you'll get a lot of good, good nourishing information that can kind of shift us out of the fear modality, even though it's a very intense shift is a very big shift. It's a very new shift. Um, I think there's a lot you'll get from those two conversations. And then adding this on as like the bonus conversation around this energy of our deeply, deeply ancient souls in this very, very modern world. So let's dive in. When I was recently listening to a conversation with one of uh, one of the astrologers I really respect, which is Rick Levine, he was having a conversation around transhumanism on the Astrology Hub podcast. I love to pop into that podcast now and then because they have massive insights and great astrologers on there giving lots of lenses into many different energy. So he recently had a conversation around transhumanism and this conversation prompted a lot within me as a very Plutonian person myself, a very Aquarius, uh, Aquarian, Uranian person myself. I have big, big 
Uranus signature in my chart. And that is not always the most comfortable of energies to have a big signature in. So with that, I was very prompted to start talking about what it might feel like as we begin to focus more and more Aquarian moving forward. Now, we'll just preface this conversation with Pluto as this this deeply transformative energy. Now, when Pluto is in the mix, we experience a lot of things. Some are beautiful, but it always comes with pain, okay? It always comes with loss, and it always comes with what we'll call today the shedding of the skin. Pluto is a deeply snake-like energy in that when it rebirths, or, you know, butterfly energy, that when it rebirths, it has to shed what is no longer serving, Okay, that's the thing about Pluto is it is an energy of detoxification. And I like to explain it like this energy of cracking open the earth around you so that you may see the hidden things. Okay, if you were to imagine the earth around you, like the energetic earth around you is cracking open and underneath it is these these things that have been unseen, these energies that have been unseen, these traits that have been unseen. And suddenly you take this dive into those, uh, those cracks or the information bubbles to the surface. This is very much a Plutonian experience. Yes, there's loss. Yes, there is grief. Yes, there is endings, but there is also new beginnings, right? It's both. And we have to experience the dichotomy when we're working with that. Now, Aquarius is this deeply progressive energy. It is all about change and revolution and using the mental capacities to launch us forward. Okay, this is quantum leap energy. Anyone who has a highly Uranian signature is sort of experiencing the quantum here on Earth. And so there is this energy of moving quickly or... uh, finding the inner genius to progress us as a collective quickly, whatever it is you're doing through your chart, that energy mixed with the deeply transformative energies of Pluto has me thinking about how we are truly these ancient beings. We are ancient in our approach at life, in the knowledge that has been bubbling up Now, if you guys are anything like me and you've just been sort of witnessing reality, you'll notice that the the energy and the frequency of ancient information is beginning to or has been blending with the energy of the new progression of energies and information. The ancient knowledge that is coming out of the souls incarnating right now. And, you know, we've always had souls bringing forth ancient knowledge. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a remembrance. And if you guys study with me at all, any of my students will know that I feel like my teachings in astrology are remembering. Okay. They are remembering the things I know about Plutonian energy is a mix of my studies, plus a a knowing, a soul knowing that I have to teach this information that I have to share this cosmic uh, frequency with the world. Now, if you 
have things like this, where ancient knowledge is sort of bubbling up with you, within you, sorry, you'll feel like this, you could feel crazy at first, you could feel absolutely um, out of body when you're having these experiences that the world will tell you are not normal, that the world will tell you are, you know, not necessarily true because we can't put our finger on it. It's not scientific. It's like, how are you remembering ancient knowledge about astrology? Um, we really have to, to, to take a minute and step back from the worldly lens and understand that we have within us so much information. One of my favorite teachers right now likes to refer to our body as our sacred technology. And I feel very, very um, deeply aligned with that, that statement because within this body, when we start to tap into our, our frequency and our spirituality and start to connect in with the source of all beings, whether it's, you know, whether you call it God, whether you call it source, whether you call it something else, when we start to tap into that and heal ourselves from the inside out, there is a remembering that seems to happen. Okay. It's like we come in blind. We come into this world blind. We go through all this trauma and pain points because we are blind. We've forgotten. And then as we come home to ourselves, it's like we start to remember the ancient knowledge that's almost interwoven within our being. And you'll probably experience this if you haven't already where you know you just remember knowledge you remember um wisdom whether it's that you're reading something and it provokes a sensation within you that you know is true or you know you happen to be doing work within this realm and there is just channeled information coming through that you know is is true and it's this ancient wisdom that lives within us. Now to add to this, there is that ancientness of our desire to not necessarily live the way we're living. This is a big one right now. The way we're living, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm not saying anything. It doesn't 100% align with me personally, but there are people out there that love the way we're living now. Um, you know, there are, there's so much good to the way we are living now, which is like heat and air conditioning and, um, flushing toilets. All these things are wonderful things. Electricity, love them. Aquarius, 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 right? These inventions, this progression forward, but it has arguably <laughs> led us into a disconnect, right? Into an isolation, which is the opposite of Aquarius. It's almost like the, the Aquarian technology took us away from the Aquarian community. And in this, I feel like so many people are experiencing the disconnect of missing community, missing being a part of something that has the same desire or goal. You know, we're all connecting over the internet like we are now. You're watching this video. Maybe you'll comment. Maybe you'll subscribe. Maybe you won't. But there is a connection happening online that is missing in the real world now in the in reality and i think a lot of us are feeling that that missing that that call to come back to our communities and as ancient souls there is a remembrance of what it's like to gather 
what it's like to meet in ceremony, what it's like to experience true community and true sisterhood, brotherhood, all those good things. Even thinking about the way it feels. So I'll give you guys a good example. The way it feels when we gather in a, a community all you know, aimed at the same goal. Uh, recently, I went to a concert and I haven't been to a concert in, I want to say five years. It might have even been longer. Maybe it was even six years. It's been a while. I think the last concert I saw, um, it was a while ago. Let's just say that. And at this concert, the unison of everyone singing together, you know, singing these lyrics together in unison, everyone's smiling, everyone's swaying, everyone's feeling this, the songs by this artist that we all had collectively met there together to listen to the, the entertainment or the music of this soul or these souls. There was a few of them. It was Old Dominion, if anybody listens to country. But the experience of being in that community and hearing everyone sing and sway and smile together was absolutely breathtaking. You know, it, it brings tears to my eyes when I'm in those moments. I can't help it, but I feel the energy of the community together. And that, I think, is a very ancient experience of us being in the form of gathering. And when we gather for for love or out of our heart space, beautiful things happen. Now, the opposite is true as well. When we gather out of anger or revenge or um, a lot of the gatherings we're seeing happen now in the world, you know, it it is, it can turn to violence and it can turn to, uh, what is it called? Mob mentality. But when we operate out of love, when we operate in mass groups out of love, there is a, a beautiful community heart-led feeling. So let's boil that down to um, just living in a community, right? Living with the community that cares for all the children, or we raise our children together, or we grow our food together, right? The disconnect that has happened within our food sources, right? We go to the grocery store and we don't even know where the meat comes from. My husband and I have started looking for farms around organic farms around here to buy our meat from. We just bought, um, we just found one that we can get our beef and our, our tallow and eggs and everything. And we, we can go to the farm and know exactly how those animals are treated and fed and the whole experience. These things we've gotten so far away from, and we've become so disconnected from that we are, I think, disassociating so deeply into Netflix, into movies, into anything that will um, take us away from the disconnect we have created for ourselves. Now, I'm not saying all entertainment is bad. Absolutely not. Like I, I love binge watching comedies. I'll give me my friends and my, you know, new girl and all that good stuff. But the idea that we, we work all day, you know, maybe with people, maybe not with people that's becoming more and more common. Uh, and then we go home and we watch TV and maybe we don't talk to our spouses at all. Maybe we have dinner with them and then we eat in front of the TV and maybe we see our friends once a week, maybe it's once a month. When we come from these ancient souls that gathered all the time, right? The women were always together doing what they were going to do, you know, 
rearing the children. I'm not saying we have to have any patriarchal or matriarchal roles here, but just the idea of the women being together, raising their children. What a beautiful thing. Or being in a community where we work together, we speak together, we see each other, we create uh, an essence of connection. That's a very ancient thing to do. And in this modern world, I think it feels confusing or disconnected to not be in community. And yet at the same time, we've isolated ourselves so deeply that being in community is almost difficult, right? And everything's become so polarized that our ancient souls that are craving this community are they're 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 wanting to recoil because it doesn't necessarily feel safe to be in community. So just thinking on that, all these ancient ancient ways within us, right? Being in community, ancient knowledge, our ancient ways of eating. Uh, I personally absolutely love the idea of the ancestral diets, of eating more in tune with the way we were. Um, the way we evolved, the way we ate in our ancestral diet. I had a great conversation a while ago, a couple of years ago with someone around, you know, eating for my German, Croatian, Scottish lineages and whatever else is in there versus eating for their lineage, which happened to be um, Eastern, Eastern Indian, I believe, and how, you know, they didn't eat meat. And that was, that worked for their body because, you know, their, their ancestry is to not eat meat versus my ancestry is all meat, all meat all the time. And so we can kind of see how our ancient souls, our ancient bodies, our ancient DNA is still working in this modern world where it's trying to be adapted so quick, or, you know, we should suddenly be eating bugs and we should suddenly do this and do that. But like, that doesn't hundred percent align with everybody. There are going to be people that are all in for these things and people who their physical physiology completely rejects these things because we are ancient beings. We are ancient souls. We are ancient bodies experiencing this modern world. So where is the balance between being the ancient soul, the ancient body, the ancient being, living in a modern world, which is full of sound and light and um, isolation and fear, honestly, but I think fear goes with every generation, every world. But how do we progress while we remain our ancient selves? How do we blend the two? This is like the ultimate question, which I do not have an answer to. I'm just prompting thoughts and exploring the nuance of, right? So the age of Aquarius, let's talk about it for a second. The question of like, are we in the age of Aquarius or not? I've listened to so many people talk about this and some say we are, some are like a hundred percent in, we are in the age of Aquarius. We entered in, you know, years ago, some say we entered in with the, Oh gosh, what was it? The Saturn Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius. Some say that was the the ushering in and I won't say that like we we definitely felt more Aquarian energy in that moment. We had a, I think a massive stellium in Aquarius around that time. But 
there are also mathematical equations to the precession of the equinoxes too. So we have to throw that in. Um, and I've listened to astrologers like Rick Levine and other ones, you know, denote that time-wise, it doesn't a hundred percent line up that we're in the age of Aquarius. So are we still sort of leaving the age of Pisces and moving into the age of Aquarius? And we can even feel this when a sign is about to move into another sign or sorry, a planet is about to move into another planet or a sign is about to leave a house in your chart where you kind of feel like the residuals of the, the old as you begin the new or like that zero degree energy is like, is it still, um, the sensation of that last sign and we're moving into the next one. There's so much nuance here and I can never say a hundred percent. And I will never say a hundred percent that we are in the age of Aquarius or we are anything because truly we're just exploring. This is honestly just an exploration of the sensation, the feeling, all those things, right? But approximately every 2,160 years, uh, the procession of the equinox changes and that, you know, the, the constellation that we are moving through changes. So there's a lot of theories. I'll read this one here. I don't remember where I got this from guys, but I'm going to read it for you. Anyway, the approximate, uh, 2,160 years for each age corresponds to the average time it takes for the vernal equinox to move from one constellation of the Zodiac into the next. The average can be computed by dividing the earth's two, uh, 25,800 year gyroscopic procession period throwing out a lot of words here guys um by 12 the number of the zodiac zodiacal signs this is only a rough calculation mm -hmm, as the length of time it takes to complete a procession is currently increasing okay so things are always changing we know this when you study astrology you know that everything's always changing increasing decreasing things are happening a more accurate set of figures is uh, 25,772 years for a complete cycle and 2,147.5 years for an astrological age. So according to the various astrologers' calculations, approximate dates for entering, entering the age of Aquarius range from 1447 CE, so common era, or all the way up to 3,597. Okay. So are we, are we not, no one agrees no one, no one can settle on anything. And I'm not going to be the one to add in my two cents other than the feeling. My feeling is that we are on the precipice. Okay. My feeling is if we're not in it, we're real close because we see a heightened view and a heightened polarization around Piscean themes right now. Now, again, that could be because Neptune's in Pisces and we see a heightened theme around Aquarian things. Now, again, was that because Saturn's in Aquarius? Is that because Pluto's moving into Aquarius? We kind of can't figure that out until these, these transits are over. Still at the same time, the last however many years, like astrology, just as one example, has exploded. And astrology is a or an Aquarian thing. It's a very Aquarian thing to do. The technology of the stars 
And we've seen, you know, the industrial revolution. That was when Uranus was discovered, but we've also seen this massive explosion in technology, in AI, in transhumanism. So we can just theorize that if we're not in it, we're near it. We're exploring it. We're on the edge of it. I don't know, but it really feels like the Aquarian themes are really taking a front seat in this experience. We are very technologically advanced, and yet we're these modern modern souls experiencing this, sorry, we're the ancient souls, ancient souls experiencing this modern world. And I think for most of us, it's very uncomfortable to be experiencing this modern world in our ancient bodies, in our ancient remembrance, in the knowing that we are these beings that remember living very differently. And even if we consider the ideas of Atlantis or other um, lineages or lineages on other planets, the whole thing, when we experience all of that, we do know and we can see that there is a level of discontent and do we always have that that's the ultimate question but there is a level of discontent with the modern very very aquarian focused things being ushered in like ai like transhumanism now i am not against transhumanism because the idea is simply that we are becoming beyond human Now, in one vein, that could be us becoming robots. And in the other vein, that's us becoming supernatural. So if you lean into uh, writers and and amazing minds like Joe Dispenza, like he literally has a book on uh, becoming supernatural. And there is this big conversation about all the sacred technology within us that we can turn on to become supernatural, to become more than what we've been told we are. And now is that a psyop? Who knows? Is that um, just that we've forgotten? Did we come here and just forget how, how supernatural we really are, how amazing our bodies are? These are all questions that I don't have the answers to, but I will prompt and always ask you. Now, leaning into the experience of our world and how clearly it needs to be redesigned. How we are in one way using technology for amazing things. I'm using it right now to talk to you and I'm so thankful, so thankful. And yet, like I mentioned, we are isolating ourselves. We are disconnecting from our our communities. We are so in our phones, on our computers that we, we don't even go out into the world anymore and see that it isn't what's being presented to us in, you know, this, this damn device, like this damn device is not showing me the truth. It is curated, curated to throw everything at us, um, in my humble belief system to disrupt our nervous systems, whether it's intentional or not, it's what it's doing. And then when we take a step out and we say, "Mm, I'm going to put the device down and we go out into the world, we see that the world isn't quite what the device, what the box presents to us. And we see a different world and our our bodies, um, especially if we get out of the cities, 
our bodies start to go back into homeostasis. Our ancient souls, our ancient bodies start to go back into remembrance of why did we come here? And of course, why we came here is in part due to the experience we wanted to have with these very Aquarian technologies. But at the same time, that ancient remembrance is needing to connect into being here as an ancient soul in a modern world. So like, are we uh, meant to shift this modern experience in some way? There's so many questions we can ask here. And I'm really just presenting them all to you right now, because we don't know. We don't know. We know that we're uncomfortable. We know that we are changing. We know that chaos is uh, sort of a theme right now. I will say that, you know, chaos is an energy of Aquarius and unpredictability is an energy of Aquarius and change is an energy of Aquarius. And with Uranus moving through Taurus, changing the way we have a relationship to the earth and our food and our sustainability, and then Pluto in Aquarius, changing our relationships to social ideals and our community and technology a lot is going to be presented and shifted to us here on earth. With that being said, can we use this knowledge to create more community in a world that is isolating? Can we create this world where we come back to the earth, back to our bodies? I honestly think like going back to indigenous ways into being in partnership with the earth, right? The stewards of the earth. When we come back into that, no matter what your beliefs are on um, climate change, on meat, on veganism, on any of that, we could all agree when we come back to the earth and become stewards of the earth again, we are actually doing a really high octave of Aquarius energy. And when we can use tools like astrology and tarot and all these things that connect us to the beyond, everything starts to align within us, you know, we're always going to experience the polarity. We will never not experience the polarity of a sign or a planet. It just won't happen. But if we can, you know, ourselves be that lighthouse for how we want the world to shift and be, these are kind of things we can talk about as our ancient souls are calling us back into more ancient ways. And you'll hear on the podcast with Renato where we talk about that, right? People are wanting to come back into becoming stewards of the earth, having land, growing their own food, raising their own animals. Um, it's almost like we're reverting back into what our great grandparents did. They all moved out of, you know, our grandparents, our parents moved out of living like that. And then we're getting that craving again because it is a part of the Aquarian frequency. It is a part of our ancient bodies and our ancient souls experiencing a modern world. But we've seen what the low side of technology has done to our earth and disconnected us from ourselves and our communities. And now we kind of have to rework things, right? So these are all things we explore in, you know, working with astrology, incarnation, reincarnation, karma, all these things like if you are are called to work with this stuff, like join me in it's karmic. We start this spring. This is where we study astrology so that we can look at things like this. So we can examine experiences like this and, you know, 
have questions and maybe seek answers through the chart, maybe which just prompts more questions, but we're in the experience of the themes. These are the things I'm going to teach you, uh, in level one, we're just, we're just going to go into the deep dive of how to read charts and all the good karmic aspects and all that stuff. But the level two later this year, man, we're going to go into transits. We're going to go into everything I just did here, examining the astrology and how to, start understanding the world based on our cosmic rhythms because you know as above so below the hermetic principle as within so without we can't deny that everything we're experiencing internally is being experienced externally and when we can understand that and connect in with our own cosmic rhythms things start to make sense i i swear life starts to change and it's a constant work we're constantly doing this work but things start to change. And when things start to change, we start to change, the world starts to change. So these are just some thoughts, you know, about diving into that ancient experience and the knowledge coming through. I would say anyone who's listening, my biggest advice is pay attention to the downloads and the sacred nudges that are coming through for you because they are providing you with what I would say is ancient information that needs to be birthed into the collective. Always check in and make sure is this for, you know, my highest, greatest love, the collective's highest and greatest love before you go and teach things. But a wealth of ancient knowledge is trying to be birthed right now. And in that, I think we can maybe, maybe make the world a more beautiful place. So those are my thoughts for today. If you want to join me in its karmic and learn karmic astrology with me, like I said, we begin on the, the spring equinox. So March 21st, we're going down the freaking rabbit hole. If you love everything I teach, like please join me in that container and just, you know, dive into this beautiful knowledge with me, come down that rabbit hole with me. We do a lot of good work in there. And I hope that you take all of this and prompt more questions out of it, right? Just continue to explore more and more on this ride we call life. <laughs>